started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. That's right, a little Ghostbusters going on there. Awesome. So we'd like to welcome everybody to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And usually you would hear Dwayne Bischoff, but he is in the middle of a paranormal investigation at the moment. So in his place tonight, we have... Josh Stanger. Josh Stanger. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So actually, Josh is here for... He is a dual, dual purpose, so... Um, Josh used to live in part of the old house, uh, which was built pre-Civil War. And uh, there's a paranormal investigation going on there right now. It, it started uh, on Tuesday night, and they're finishing up tonight. Um, so without getting into a whole lot of details of the investigation, I'm going to have Josh and his fiance Maddie, talk a little bit about some things that happened to them when they lived on the old side of the house. So Josh, tell us. Did you have some uh, strange things happen? Yeah, well, uh, uh, back when I was in high school, in the old days, living here, uh, lived in the upstairs part of the old house, and in the middle of the night, no explanation, uh, doors slam, stuff like that, and, and I mean slam, not not like close, and uh, I mean that that was the biggest thing for me. There's no windows open or anything, nothing I could nothing I could do to describe it, um, and then lights turning on and off in the kitchen which uh always attributed to cell phones but i don't know maybe maybe this investigation found something else so so were you did you ever feel threatened no never felt threatened so no. people are wondering if you you know the old house was an old decrepit looking house when you were living in it it wasn't it was freshly remodeled uh it, it looked like a haunted house when the remodel started but well, i mean I, w- I was in it when it looked pretty decrepit and i never felt threatened or anything then there right. was there was never anything that spooky going on there was there ever a moment where you thought wait a minute and, and did you really have to think about what really happened well i i woke up out of my sleep at like three o'clock one night when the door slammed and i was kind of like what the one of those and uh i mean that was that was the biggest one for me where i was like what just happened and, and i mean it was in the middle of summer no windows opened anything like that it wasn't and all we had was cats like we didn't have a dog that slammed the door shut or something like that so it, that that was the only one i really couldn't didn't have any explanation for and really wondered what kind of what that was what went on but so you mentioned the kitchen light a little bit and we'll go into that uh, a little bit later um because we, the kitchen light has been um there's actually two of them and they will uh, just they go on and off at will uh, sometimes more so than others when the paranormal team was here tuesday night it was like somebody was flick, flicking a switch on and off it was it was pretty uh wow yeah it was pretty intense so jeff you haven't said anything so everybody's got their thoughts about paranormal could it be could it not be what do you think well i i'm you know i got a little bit of an engineering background so i i like to deal with facts and physics and but i you know for me i think there's uh you know i'm a true believer in god and and i believe god sends us messages in different ways and sends them whether you know sometimes those are through spirits through animals i think sometimes that just show up just show up at uh, the right time and and provide uh, comfort or uh a question right absolutely absolutely. so so you know um josh 
when you when you talk, you know, again, this house has history. It's got a lot of history, and right. and so, you know, I don't know if Alan, if you wanted to get into a little bit of that, uh, the history of, of this house and your yeah, family. Yeah, you know what we'll do? We're going to have Maddie come up and talk a little bit, and as she's coming up here, I'm going to grab the history, um, and it's some pretty intense stuff. So we'll, we're going to make a quick switch here. All right, we got Maddie Kidder here. How you doing, Maddie? Good. How are you? Doing Hi, good, Maddie. So, are you intimidated by us? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh! So, Maddie is uh, my son Josh's fiance. They get are getting married in May of next year. So, right after college, um, I said, "Hey guys, if you want to get your feet on the ground, we can partition that old house and the new house off, and put a kitchen in for you. And guys can live in the, the front part, which was the old house." So. Maddie's had a couple of experiences there yes. as well. So tell us some of your experiences in the old house. I'd say the first one was when Josh and I pretty much first started dating and you guys were working on the pole barn and I was upstairs, I, I don't even know, just sitting in the living room. And then all of a sudden I heard the rocking chair <laughs> just going by itself in the room. And I looked around the corner and saw it completely rocking by itself. And so I looked around and I just tried to dart out the side door. I walked down there by them and they're all like, what are you doing down here? Just watching us work for like three hours. <laughs> Cause I was so scared to go up to the house by myself. And then we told Alan later and he's like, oh, it was just the air return vent. And no hey. one was like, but you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's no way the air could have moved it that much. So to, uh, he was just trying to calm yeah, you. So. <laughs> I'll give you a little hint. When the paranormal investigation took place Tuesday, that chair, there was a, I'm just going to tell you, you weren't imagining things. I'm sure, yeah. So what else happened to you here? Um, I'd say one time when I was sitting in the living room, um, just sitting in the middle of the sectional, the remote was on the completely opposite side of the couch. My dog was sitting next to me and the volume went like all the way up. Like just that, like I watched it. It wasn't just like it got louder to me. It was on the screen, like went zero to whatever, like went all the way up. Like I watched it move up and there was nothing. The remote was sitting on the armchair all by itself. So did you ever feel threatened at all? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm a scaredy cat, so I'm always like a little on edge if I hear anything. But So we're going to change <laughs> the subject just for a little bit. Uh, same subject, just a different location. So Maddie rented a house up at Ball State when they were going to Ball State. So I know there were some issues in that house, and there was a history to that house. Yeah. So tell us about that. So that house was, well, we had um, as me and two other roommates, and it was just a really, like, shotgun-style top house. And um, that was just freaky. Like, if you were in the shower, it would feel like someone was just standing right there. Like, you would just feel a presence all the time. And I'd always tell Josh, I'm like, I hear someone, like, running up the hallways. It just was very scary. And then he was there alone while I was in class one time. Um, and the cabinets were slamming. And he's like, man, your roommate was just in such a bad mood. And I was like, she's been in class all day. And the cabinets were just in there slamming by themselves. Um, one time we were in the room and we had an exercise ball bouncing all by itself in the kitchen. Um, no one was out there at all, dark room, just bouncing by itself. And my roommate had all kinds of crazy stuff, fans flying off. and. Hey, you know what? Those ghosts need to get exercise, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that was scary. I mean, that house, we were, no one ever wanted to be home alone. Like, it was a bad, definitely, like, that, that a was bad a ba presence. That was a bad, mad mojo. So, yeah. what we feel at our house is not a bad. It's, I've always made fun, and I'll go over the history and say it was my great-grandpa. So... Uh, that's always been our joke. My great-grandpa, we'll get into it here, but he passed away from a stroke in the house. So uh, that's kind of what I've always said. That's what the ghost was. So, mm -hmm. But that's about, you know, some good stuff there. So, so not, are you... Ex not, <clears throat> not an angry ghost in the no, in, not in, at all. In this house, in no. this house right? So. so are you excited to hear, you know, a little bit later on what, what they found? I am because I don't live here anymore. <laughs> 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 Good answer. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got Josh back here. He, he wanted to talk a little bit more about Maddie's apartment up at Muncie. So, and if you hear the beeping in the background, that was the EMF detector that just went off. It's been going off. Did you hear that? 
There's activity There's going activity on going here. There's activity going on here. I think They're, it's going crazy. Yeah. It's so. all at, it's all at uh, table 12. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, tell us a little bit more about uh, experience at in Muncie at Maddie's apartment. So, uh, when when Maddie was there, I, I was staying at her house one day while she was in class, just working on some homework or something in her room and uh the kit her room was right next to the kitchen and it it sounded like somebody was just like throwing pots and pans into the cabinets there and and so i like texted maddie and was like why is your is your roommate mad or something or what's going on and she's like no she's been at class all day and so i went out there and looked and like there was there was nobody in the house but and and i opened the cabinets and looked and like everything looked like it was fine like it hadn't been messed with but it was weird. Like it sounded like people were slamming stuff there. Wow. Um, so, well, any other experiences that you've had that I've had personally? Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't think I have anything else off the top of my head. I mean, I'm I I do believe. I don't know if I believe in in ghosts per se, but but I do think there's there's something else, either spirits or or something along those lines. Something that happens after people are gone. Yeah. But, so I believe. So I'm the same way. So I'm obviously a Christian, you know, believe in God, but I also believe in spirits. Um, you know, ghosts, I don't know, you know, people call, you know, Casper the ghost. No, I don't think so. Ghosts like we're on Ghostbusters, don't think so. But I think there's spirits out there. So. Well, I, I, you know, again, like I kind of indicated, I think God sends us mess. They're messengers, right? And they're in different forms. And, yeah, I truly believe that, you know, God surrounds us with, uh, you know, if you want to call them spirits, fine, but they're messengers right. from heaven. Right, right. So some of them not so good, like was in the house that Maddie was renting, obviously. Well, just a little noisier, that's all. Yeah. You, you know, my sister has a uh, picture, a photograph, when she lived here in town, and uh, of the window on the side of her house. And they had, they had the insurance company come in and check with snow plows that came by, and Push snow, Put snow the on them, yeah, and damaged her siding. And uh, they had pictures of her for the insurance. She has the picture, and in the picture, there's a little girl standing in the window. And my sister has no kids, and no one was there. And she still has that picture. I have to get that and share that with you guys. All right, so we'll pick this podcast up once Dwayne's back with us. You're listening across the line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, Josh Stanger. And we're talking the paranormal. We'll be right back. Ghostbusters. So welcome back to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And from the Get Spooky Society, we have... Stephanie Guts. So Dwayne wasn't with us for the first 13 minutes or so. Dwayne, where you been? I've been ghost hunting. Spirit hunting. Spirit Something hunting. Something hunting. So uh, to bring everybody up to speed, so last or this past Tuesday... Uh, we had the Get Spooky Society here um, because there's been some activity here, as you heard from Josh and Maddie. And, you know, I, my wife, Mary, and I have experienced, experienced it as well. So we reached out. You know, I thought, A, it'd be a great podcast topic. <laughs> then B, you know, let's find out what's going on. And, and C, another reason to get together and eat. So, and, drink, and drink. And so. drink. So once again, we're live from the... Rusted nailed speakeasy. Shh. Speakeasy. Everybody at Speakeasy say hey. hey. <laughs> All right. We got an enhanced crowd today. Enhanced yeah. crowd back there. So so we did an investigation, or the Get Spooky Society did. Tell us a little bit about that. You don't have to go into all the details because we're going to do kind of a release thing with the podcast and then link to the Get Spooky Society site so everybody can see it all there. But we can give them some bits and pieces. Right. So, came with my whole team, Ashley and Dale and Tina and myself. Brought all of our equipment on Tuesday during the autumn solstice, which, if you don't know, the energy is a lot higher during that time. So, we planned it for that night, and we got a lot of activity. 
in even in the newer part of the house, which is not unusual at all because there were some key pieces of furniture that obviously have attachments to them. Correct. They were from an older houses. Right. This house and another older house, and they were, you know, moved around a little bit. One of them was the rocking chair that Maddie talked about. So we'll get now to that. Now, was that Grandpa James? Yeah, it was okay. Grandpa James. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she'd seen that thing rocking before. And wow. You know, I was pretty sure I knew why, but, you know, you don't know for sure. You right. just don't know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the Get Spooky Society. Well, I have had a blog and a Facebook page called Through the Eyes of a Survivor from my cancer journey, my breast cancer journey. And I was also born on Halloween, so I've always had a witchy side to me, and there's a reason for that. So I met Ashley at the Norris English Pub in Liberty, and it was around my birthday, and she told me that she had just started with another paranormal team. So I went to a few of their investigations, in fact, one around Halloween last year. And she decided to go out on her own, and I said, well, I want to do it with you. So then I met Tina at Reindeer Ridge in Dover, Indiana. We were in the Holiday Barn with our arts. We know, I, I know those folks very well, actually. Yeah, they're yes. awesome, awesome. They're, I got to hold the, I'm their official photographer. I got to hold Rudy on his first day of life last year. Great. And um, so Tina is a medium, and when I told her about it, she said she wanted to be a part of it. So then Dale is a friend of Tina's and he came in and he is an empath as well, but doesn't admit it yet. So he's kind of one of our um, camera guys and our equipment manager that we abuse. So I know he's going to listen to this. He acts cool, <laughs> but he's really into it. He is. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So Ashley and I are um, sensitive empath intuitives, and then Tina is actually a psychic medium. And um, we started investigating together. We started on my house that was built in the 1800s that we rehabbed that looked just like your house when you rehabbed it almost. And it was really awesome. And then um, it just grew from there. And I don't know, I decided I wanted to put it on YouTube. So we started a YouTube channel and I do all the editing and we do all local places that have some kind of a history. So we aren't here to scare people. We're not going to, you know, fake anything, scare anybody. It's all about telling the local history about a place, mostly in Franklin County. Not that we won't expand, but we've been so busy in Franklin County and we haven't even scratched the surface. Um, that we have people from Laurel and Metamora and Brookville, you know, re reaching out to us about right. it. So and I, I think part of that probably is, I mean, we're an old, we're an old town. Yes. Uh, there, we <laughs> a are lot very of, old. A lot yeah. of old houses around here. Exactly. There is. And exactly. I really had no idea. So I do a lot of the history beforehand so that um, going into it, I narrate a lot of it so I can, you know, know what I'm talking about. Tina doesn't want to know anything because she channels before enduring and so then she wants to be able to confirm things. So we want to talk to the spirits um, that may or may not be here, whether they're stuck here or they're just coming to visit, et cetera. And, you know, if there's something that's on their mind they didn't feel like ever got resolved or told, then we want to tell it for them. Um, but what I didn't understand as in researching this stuff, you know, I used to think Laurel, New Trenton, these places were, you know, poorer, and I had no idea the rich history that they had and the part that we played. Right. So what's amazing about that, there, there's what's left of a little town a quarter mile up the road. It's mm -hmm. called Whitcomb, Indiana. Mm -hmm. right? That had the second post office. Wow. In, in Franklin County, Indiana. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. Guess where the first was? Southgate, Southgate. Indiana. Southgate. Yeah. Nice. No yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you just don't know that history. Wow. Right. And if you go back and look at old plat maps, Southgate was, uh, it wasn't just a crossroad. Then. No. It was a little town. Right. Mm -hmm. And it had several streets. Same, same way with Wickham. They had several streets. They had a school. They had a blacksmith right. shop, general store. I mean, yep. all, most of that's lost. The old schools there. Somebody yeah, bought that. There, yeah. uh, yeah. but, now, where is the old school? Is it the bigger building on a side street if yes. you're going that way on the left? Yeah, yeah it's on you the turn left. left. Okay. Yeah, and it just, 
So if I'd have went to the auction, I, I'd been able to take you to the school. Right. So yeah. well, we, we <laughs> I, I would have bought. We it. actually looked at our son. Actually looked at buying, it, but uh, we turned it away because it needs so much work. Well, yeah, it's you need to be somebody in the business, which uh-huh. I was. Right. It sold for less than fifteen thousand dollars. Shut yep. up. Well, that's funny because I said, you know, if I go to that auction, I'll probably buy that thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad went to it. They came back. Actually, I think it sold for like eleven thousand. It did. It and did. They come back and well, it sold for eleven thousand. I'm like. Well, the guy that bought it, his ex-wife is a huge fan of ours, and she had talked to him about it, and she thought it was a done deal and gave me his number, and when I called him, he he was just kind of like all caught up in the rehabbing, and I guess they have somebody that's ready to move in as soon as they're finished, so he wasn't yeah. really in the mood to let us come in yeah. at this point. Cool. But. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of little towns that now we drive through them. They're little towns, you know, New Trenton, Cedar Grove. What about Mount Carmel? Mount Carmel. You know, all all those little places now, you know, are just a little dot as you're going Mm -hmm. through. Right. Back in the day, they weren't a dot. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you drive through Wickham and and then so here's the first thing you got to realize, you know, back in the day, there was probably our farmhouse. Maybe one other farmhouse. One other house, one, right. Then you were in Whitcomb. Right. right. Uh, and, and New Trent would have been the first town across the state line. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. So, it's, yeah, so and, back, and back then, you know, Whitcomb was a, that was the center of business for these exactly. locals, right? Exactly. You had your general store and you had right. other right. businesses there that, you know, you, you, you would have to at least go to Brookville now to find, if not right. farther. Right. You know, as we get further on, there's something that I want to bring up before we're done tonight. I don't want to bring it up right now, but something that I think you should take a look at. And okay. we'll talk about that before it's done. So, uh, well, what I've heard, she's got like six more trips planned here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so like can't get, Yeah, we can't get the investigation finished here. We we're, had to pretty much make um, a spirit in there a little upset with us because we just couldn't stay any longer. Yeah, he said no when we asked if we could leave. Yeah. So... so we were uh, obviously we are always record i gotta speak gotta be careful how i speak here we always record with a live audience at the rusted nail speakeasy a little speakeasy outside of brookville indiana so our house is attached to the speakeasy like in the old days yeah speakeasy so the old seller from the house actually is the storage room for the speakeasy yeah <laughs> right and that's where you guys were tonight uh-huh Hey, table 12, can you go get some more ice? That's where we keep the ice. (laughs) (laughs) From now on, I think Dwayne and I are the only ones going to go back to the ice. Nobody volunteered. Mm -hmm. I think Dodie will do it. Dodie will do it, yeah. Yeah. She's all in it. So talk about some of the other uh, places you've been to. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, um, my mom used to have an antique shop in the Old Man Wearing Tavern in New Trenton. But then... It's changed hands uh, several times, and they've ruined it by putting walls in and stuff, and it's just ruined the whole atmosphere of it. But the person that's in it now with an antique shop, she doesn't want us to stir up the spirit, so she's so far said no. I know it's haunted because of everything that happened there the seven years my mom was there. So we're still working on that one, but we haven't really done anything in, in Brookville yet. Um, we did the Little Cedar... Grove Baptist, Baptist Church. Church. Yeah, and that one was insane. We actually spoke to Monica Lemon. Oh, I was going to ask that. Is that the one you were going to talk about? That was one. Okay. We actually spoke to her. You're kidding me. No, we cried. All three of so, us cried. As oh, usual, wow. I need to stop everybody. Explain who Monica Lemon is, please. Okay. So yep. our listeners know. So in 1987, mm-hmm. um, there was a wedding at the little Cedar Grove Baptist Church. You can rent it out for weddings. And one of the people that, the guests or somebody in the wedding. It was actually the young boy of the one of the ring bearers. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Okay. Kids, yeah. Found a women's severed leg still with the cowboy boots on them um, at the church, like in the. It was over the hill. Yeah, over the, the church. church. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> I knew the story and I, I right? Mm-hmm. I only looked up enough to know like the details to remind myself of some of the details. Who what her name was, etc. And now I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a satanic worshipper supposedly. He referred to her as one of his witches. Um, he and his other girlfriend from Dearborn County. The good side of the line. That's usually the good side of the line. She was a good witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I can't think of her name either, but you can go back to our YouTube channel and watch the video. 
we had reached out to the historical society because I wanted to get in the church and didn't know it was open to the public. Well, we found out later accidentally, you know, jokingly opened the door. Yeah, it's always open. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, we went in and we caught a man growling, um, a man talking, a sigh. And I can't, couldn't get it on camera because I didn't have an IR camera at the time. But there was a shadow figure upstairs. And apparently he's up there quite often. And then when we left there, we went out and we did dousing rods in the Necrophonic app with Monica. And I'm gonna start crying now. She is, she's stuck here because she never was reunited with her legs because they never found her body. They never found the rest of of her body. Oh, wow. Yeah, she still has not been found. Yeah. How long ago was this? 1987. So to help you with that, that happened on Valentine's Day, 1987. Yeah. Marge and I were married on the 28th. A lot of people around the area confused us and thought it was our wedding. Oh. When that happened. And uh, it wasn't. It would, it, I don't know who it was at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I and don't then know. later that, later on after that, uh, Margie's uncle was part of the repossession of the home of the guy that actually did the murdering. And it was through a company in Hamilton, and they actually pulled in a single wide trailer into a lot over off of Route 4. And. Um, it was uh, a trailer, and her family went in, and the guy had black spray painted mm-hmm. inside the trailer, and had a black marble vault in there, where he did these rituals. And they it, they were going to dismantle clean. They actually burnt the trailer in the pot plot uh, <laughs> off of Route Four, and the place was called yeah. Holiday Homes at that time. Um, that's when that happened. And yeah. so when I was in high school, yeah, my best friend lived in the house right next door, yes. which was actually absolutely originally the schoolhouse, right. So if you're uh, looking at the to the left, to, to the left, left. Okay. yes. So, and actually, Dave and I, we, we mowed the cemetery, yeah, right, and the and the church grounds there off and on, and we were always in and out of the church and up and down that bank. You know, I mean, we were high school kids, and right. you know, and again, this a, it's a probably. 50 to 80 foot drop oh, from yeah. the top of there down to Huge. that creek bed. And um, so, you know, by 86, I think it was, right? 87. Um, 87. Yeah. By then, I was living in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. starting my career and stuff when all that happened. But it was kind of freaky knowing yeah. how close I'd, you know, I'd been up and down that those spaces and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think there was a lot of investigation up around Blooming Grove looking for the rest of her body. Yes, that's true. I thought what it said, uh, the few articles that I found that they caught them in Richmond. Uh, It could have been. I'm not saying that's where they didn't catch them. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know that her relatives were was part of the repossession of the single wide and the securing of that when it happened. So, so, and you, you you talk about her case and you've indicated that part of the reason you think she's still there is that she has not been reconnected, right? So in your experience, is that something that when you get the background stories for some of some of your experiences, is that is that common? It is common. Um, you'll have those types where they're stuck in for a reason, a traumatic reason, and a lot of times it seems that Tina can channel it. Um, we had a little boy, and I can't remember his name right now, but he was 12 or 13, and he... His, I don't think his body was moved, but a lot of um, in Dunlap Station Cemetery over by Colerain, mm-hmm. a lot of the graves were moved from another smaller cemetery. But I don't think his grave, but his headstone was was just laying there in front of another mm-hmm. little boy's grave. And she channeled that he was kicked in the chest by a horse accidentally, and that's how he died. And after he just kept saying, "Please don't forget me," and when we told him we wouldn't forget him, it was peace. So a lot of times it's just something that they feel they didn't get to say or they were wrongly accused or it wasn't told right. They just want to tell that. Then at Cedar Grove Tavern, George Pence, he's just hanging out because that's where he hung out. (laughs) He's just drinking a beer. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the great part about that was Tina channeled him beforehand and had it all written down what he looked like, what he wore, where he sat, what is his first name and everything and she's not the first one that channeled him there and so I went to school with Lori mm-hmm. so I messaged Lori and said hey do you have a picture of your dad and she sent it to me and I sent it to her and immediately she said that was him Wow. so we're going to go back there our business usually when we do investigations 
it's going to take more than one investigation right. to get to the bottom of things. Sure. So, so one of the things I was going to bring up because you're talking local Franklin County, Dearborn County, along this area is no, yeah. she didn't say anything about crossing the line. To do that. <laughs> I, did, I haven't crossed, crossed the, the line County, yet. Right? So, uh, speaking back on history here in Franklin County, there was a, a area here in Franklin County in Brookville that was uh, in isolation for the sick. Okay. And uh, and that's also the fairgrounds known as the poor farm. Okay. Okay. Years ago, back in the Muriel times, the poor farm was actually a mental hospital and a physical hospital for people who had sickness and, and pandemics, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, of uncomfortable or unscheduled type deaths there. And that may be something we'll look up because one of the original hospital buildings is still standing. There. So the house Where? is still there for the poor farm. Yes. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Well, yeah, that, was, that was, you know, it's part of the infirmary. Yeah, the infirmary, right. Um, and then the big building down on the road is was the orphanage. Right, so. which is where Johnson's owned for a while, down by the trap house. But that's still there. That was a uh, a very uh, busy and a very uh, one of these uh, very established place for taking people who were ill mm-hmm. and inclu- entire families. Mm-hmm. Well, and and back in the day, right. that was normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, you that didn't, was, know, that was didn't have what else to do. You know? Right, right. right. And, and, and right across the road from the entrance is the Popper's uh, graveyard. Yes, right, right. right. Popper right. Cemetery. Okay, well, we'll have to have more discussion offline on yeah, that. We can yeah. we'll definitely exactly. want to do that. Yeah. And actually, there's Johnsons that still live there. Yeah, no, Johnsons oh, is still, still live there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure if he's still there or not. Excellent. Randy is. That's yeah. what his name. It's a young Johnson that lives okay. there now. Okay. Well, we've done a lot of, um, we actually uh, got into the Masonic Lodge in Laurel. Which, I got to say, I was shocked to hear. Right? I was too. And I was shocked that they actually let us into the meeting room and let us actually investigate the meeting room. It was amazing. It was, before we even had cameras turned on, we were just setting up equipment and things were flying off shelves. Flashlights were turned on, cat balls were going off. They wanted Ashley to sit in the master's chair. Yeah, that's the part that shocks me. So I've alluded to it several times, so I'll just come out and say I'm a Freemason. So to to be able to sit in the, that's, I, I can see you getting in, I just I can just speak for myself. Mm-hmm. So show you anything you want, but to be able to well, first of all, you never be able to sit in a meeting, but to right. be able to sit in a chair, that's uh, pretty. Yeah, being pretty, I hate to use this term, but I'm going to. It's pretty liberal <laughs> for, for Freemasons. Yeah, for Freemasons. Yeah. Well, we were we feel very blessed that that happens, and they they're actually letting us. On um, October 17th, for anybody that's local, on October 17th, we are having a our Halloween investigation where we're, for the first time, inviting guests to come. It's our first and ever moneymaker. Um, it's $50 a person. You get a t-shirt with the Get Spooky logo. So what's the date for that? 10-17, October 17th. October 17th, okay. Yep, and it starts, you come at 6.30 and check in. It's from 7 to 10, so we're going to have three groups depending on how many people we get. We can have up to 20. So we're going to have a group on each floor. We will not be able, everybody will get to go into the meeting room and see it. You can't take pictures and we can't film, we can't investigate right. in there now. Yeah, but you I, get, I was shocked at you. Yeah. When I saw, I, I got to tell you, when I saw that video, I'm like, <laughs> can't believe yeah yeah this can't be right right so it, it's got such a history there as well um unfortunately the top floor where they used to be back in the 1800s is now they've let it go um they were going to tear the whole building down but apparently it was going to be more expensive to tear it all down and rebuild than it was to just salvage what they had salvage what they had yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's funny you say that so on Halloween, of all places, we're going to be in Bardstown, Kentucky. Ooh, I love Bardstown, Kentucky. So are you familiar with the Jailer's Inn? In yes, Bardstown? I am. So guess where we're doing our podcast from? Nice. Can I come? <laughs> it's my birthday. So if you can find a room. I think those, we got yeah, the last two rooms. We got rooms. the last room. So <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, the Jailer's Inn is a bed and breakfast now, but in the day, it was actually a jail. They hung people there. The, the last, the, down the last hanging in Kentucky. Took last place hanging in Kentucky jail. took that place there. So we stayed there last year. So and I didn't realize this till we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. 
Jeff and I had the same experience. We were in different rooms. Yeah, on different floors. Different floors. Different parts of the building. So I was the brave one. My wife and I stayed in a jail cell. There's still a jail cell there. (laughs) I love it. So middle of the night, a pen, you know, you can, the sound of a pen, it came off the table and hit the floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, the pen fell off the table. Yeah. Oops. What were you going to say, Dwayne? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> so, come to find out, what happened to you, Jeff? Yeah, the, basically the same exact experience was, we were, again, completely different part of the building and upstairs, and Rob and I are in bed. And I mean, it was middle of the night. I don't know why I woke up, but I woke up, and she was asleep, and I heard a, I heard what was sounded like a pen or pencil, like falling off of a table and rolling across the floor. And I didn't think much of it because I thought, well, maybe she, it was on her side of the bed. So I thought, well, maybe she moved her arm or something and and swept a, a pen off of it. So when I got up in the morning, first thing, I'm, and she wasn't up yet, I'm looking around for a pen and pick up a pen off the floor. Yeah. And there wasn't one. So um, And we didn't share these stories. Don't yeah, I was just going to tell you guys, I'm about. a year from now, they've never said yeah. that to me. Well, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things, and right. I didn't find a pen on the floor, so I don't know what I... So neither of you found a pen or pencil? No, no. no. Huh. no. So and I didn't know he had that experience till a couple of weeks ago we wow. were in here. I'm like, well, that's the same thing I heard. That's awesome. But so, it's an it's a interesting place. There's no doubt about it that. Is, it's got it is. some serious history down there. Yeah, yeah I'd I mean, love to go there. The hangings they've had there, I mean, it's just... It's just well, that leads into the small one one room, well, two room, one cell jail. That's really hard to say in Laurel. Right. And so we got the key to go in there, and wow, just opening the door that probably hasn't been opened in a very long time. Just opening the door, and I filmed the whole thing, and it was just energy, just blew your hair back when you went in. And we had enough for two different. I mean the the dousing rods they were spinning them around they were turning them pointing they were like she could whatever ashley told them to do they did it was so crazy I, i'll tell you that i'm a douser i've used dousing for ever since i was young to find water i can find electric and it's you know people that can't do it can't do it mm-hmm. and I've, I've had i'll be i'll tell i think i told it tuesday night but we, we had a project in downtown cincinnati and I came across the parking lot. And I said, "There's a water line right here." And mm-hmm. We had Cincinnati Waterworks there, and they're like, "There's no." They brought out their maps. There's no water line here. I said, "I'm telling you." I went across again. I said, "I'm telling you, there's a water line right here." Now nah, there's no water line here. Well, we were getting ready to put a foundation in, and I said, "Bring the mini excavator over here, and gently go down." Mm-hmm. Gently went down. Eight inch water main there. So what had happened is. At one point in time, this parking lot was a street, and the water line went from one street to the other, and they didn't have it on the maps anywhere. So, I mean, I'm very... So, we talk about dowsing rods, so they use those Tuesday night, so... I inconspicuously picked them up. You did. I did. (laughs) Because I said, well, I'm a dowser, so let's see if these things actually work. So, they do. (laughs) Okay, explain that, because I don't know what that is. But all inconspicuous, I did the same thing. I can do He's the same thing. Well. I was a dowser too. So we were down in the kitchen by ourselves, and everybody went upstairs. I'm like, there's the dowsing rods. So <laughs> I usually, I usually use two pieces of 12 gauge copper. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and you and bend them, swing them, right? Yeah. No, you don't swing. You don't. They swing. No, they swing. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you walk, at least for what they've always yeah. said is you got to be born on the right side of the moon or whatever right. to okay. make so. I can walk with those and go across the water line and they'll go right like that. I Same can, way with electric. I can I've just too. used coat hangers. Just okay. cut a coat yeah. hanger and bend okay. an angle. Because I was wondering if that's what you meant. I've I can do it too. I, I mean, yeah. I've, I've yeah. found old septic tanks and okay. you can find voids under the ground and stuff like that. Cool. And, and, you but know, theirs, are, theirs are more high tech. They've got... Now, copper rods with a handle on they have it. a sleeve actually. Sleeve so it can spin freely so you don't have to kind of hold it gently. Because our listeners are probably wondering what in the world these guys talk about. So we're, we're hillbillies yeah. and that's how we find yeah. <laughs> So the two, you, you, we don't you have, have the maps. two rods and when you usually when you cross over a void that they'll cross. Right. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll, they'll turn and cross. Right. And then you have I mean I don't want to confuse that with well witchers that use the water to pit use pool, the right. stick yeah. with and the fork yeah. now that that I don't that one there I've my mom can do that out. yeah mm-hmm. I, my mom can do that I've wanted yeah. to try that yeah my grandparents did that yeah so there, there's there's the science behind dowsing is 
like when you go across so everything has an everything on earth has an electric current everything mm-hmm. has some sort of electric current that runs through it you do i right. do right you know cell phones actually do so the water does as well because there's a north and south polarities right. and but there's so the idea is that with with the dowsing rods you know it picks that up and you got water running as a current you know it's very low current but it's a current and it picks that up sure. so okay. and depending on what your energy is too is why some right. people can some do people it. can sure. do it, some do it. Uh, so it's the same idea with spirits right. and i didn't realize it till tuesday because i never had seen that done before mm-hmm. but uh, that's good. Okay, now we yeah. that's great because I, I learned something and they're right. so our, our listeners. So okay. either our listeners are on the edge of their seats or they're like, "What in the hell are these guys talking?" About? <laughs> well, I'll tell I'll tell them some. She didn't get into any of the other tools that they use, and she mentioned I heard her mention the cat ball, which is a cat ball. It's a cat toy, um, and, and I'll I'll give away a little bit about. It. But they were in the rooms, and I guess you get the spirits to speak through them or, or let you know they're there. Well couple of our experiences we were we you know we were witness to these things so it isn't just somebody's here telling us what happens and it's you know yeah yeah we're just going yeah whatever but we were here you know we went into the rooms we did the thing so yeah that we were in the rooms with a flashlight um Mm -hmm. it's basically a little mag light yep and as things are going on the little cat ball would start blinking it's sitting on a chair 10 feet from everybody and it just start blinking flashlight would go on and off so i mean it's and tonight was really the coolest because I got the video. It's on my phone. So yeah, I've, got, I've got the evidence here. And then another tool. Now we have, have to figure out how to get a droid to talk to an iPhone. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Okay. Now, if he just had an iPhone, it would make life a whole lot easier. Right? He could have dropped it to us yeah. by That's now. What I, I know. We could have airdrop right but now. But it probably would have. We're going to have a podcast it. on that one of these days. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have recorded it as good as this oh, is. Oh, please. <laughs> so. It sounds like you you very quickly, you know, had a good time finding things. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of things you're looking for in the future as well. So yes, um, it's exciting stuff. It is, and the the cool thing is, we so Whitewater Publications are also filming us at different locations as well, and they're doing a mini documentary at Hall- around Halloween on us. And so the last, probably the last one they're going to film, we're doing their offices in Brookville next Thursday. I don't know. Maybe they will film us more than that. But um, Laurel Cemetery last week, we talked to Aunt Nell, who is, was a slave to the owner, James Conwell of Laurel, or the, not the owner, the founder. And she was 115 when she died. And they don't even know her last name. It's Aunt Nell. And she made me cry. And the flashlight, she turned the flashlight on and off. And when we talk about this flashlight, you'll see in the videos, it's a, you turn the, the top of it to turn it on and off. And so we turn it off and then turn it a little bit further. They have to actually use their energy to turn it on and off. Yeah, or to arc between the battery and the, the, the ball. Right. And then also the cat ball is just, um, it is a cat ball. You get them on Amazon, three of them in a pack, and you just have to touch them or move them and they come on. And so the spirits can do that. So it's usually yes or no questions. So I I want to talk about the cat ball for just a second, because I know there's going to be critics out there. They're going to go online and look at cat balls and paranormal. So the first thing that's going to pop up, because I did it, (laughs) because I I want to, you know, I there were some things happening here I couldn't explain. So <laughs> the first thing they're going to say is, well, any movement, what? And he does a test. He says, well, if you put the cat ball under a clear glass ball, bowl, that should take care of any residual stuff. Because nobody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he did that on a table, then touched the table. Well, the cat ball went off. Okay, so just so you know, they put the cat ball on cushions here. It wasn't on a hard table. On it with us in the room. With us in the room watching. The, so anybody that wants to try to dispel that as working, as a work, it's not a work. It's well, the, and, true. And I don't, I'm sorry, I remember her name. That we we set. She set it down on the cushion with Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Ashley. Yes. She set it down and she thought she activated, so she did the dance you guys yes. said, where she stomped <laughs> yeah. back and forth in front of that chair probably three or four times, and it never went off. She mm-hmm. wow. as soon as she moved two steps away from it, it went off, mm-hmm. and then it continued to go off. While we were in the room, and no one was close to it, nobody was moving. I just wish I would have been here for that. I so sorry, is there I a cat ball on that table still? Yeah. Back there? Yes. No. Yeah, right 
Grab, grab, on the grab, table. Up here. grab that so we can see it, Ruben. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. Yeah, grab it so we can see it on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's see that on the radio. Yeah. Okay. There. So, uh, so to give you an idea, it's uh And we'll put this on our it's Facebook. It's about and our the size website. of a golf ball. Yeah. It mm-hmm. has an on and off button switch on it. So set it down uh, on the table. It flashes uh, multiple colors. All right. It's now sitting by itself. So I'm tapping on the table now. Mm-hmm. Ruben's hitting right beside it. Right. Oh, there he is. I really have hard. to hit the table to make it work. Yeah. So if I was to set this on something. Well, I'm going to tell you, they had it on They had, they it, had it on, on cushions. On a cushion chair with a four-inch cushion on it. Yeah. It wasn't vibration because we were all in the room. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I that's sitting on a cloth yeah, right not, now. No, tell the truth. It's on a Crown Royal bag. <laughs> it's on a Crown Royal bag. They know where we are. And, and Ruben cannot get I am, it to, I cannot make it go off. off. Right. So that was the first one that, that we were there to... I mean, we, and we work. We were kind of the ones that we wanted to either ghost busted or let's right. see what's going on. So that was the first one. And then the flashlight going on off was a really freaky one. So, yeah. um, and, and tonight we were in the back room and it was... Like the REM pod that never goes off. Yeah. Went off. Tell them what that is because I... So a REM pod is a, a cylinder type, and I, I know Ashley tells it better than me, but it, it can pick up any kind of electromagnetic field or energy. So you don't even have to touch it depending on how strong your energy waves are. And so if you get near it, and tonight I had to be an inch from it, from the antenna to actually make it go off, and then like... 15 minutes later, I was five inches from it. So my energy changed after we were in there. But lights will go off, it will beep, and you don't even have to completely touch it. And it's the easiast thing to set off, and they never, whoa. It's going, the the cat ball is literally going off right now, and there's no movement on the counter at all, and it's still sitting on top of the Crown Royal soft bag. And we're we're in the area of the cellar where we just were and where there's other been other activities happening here that's awesome but anyway she as you were saying that that was sitting we were in the back back room with it and we were in there for a while Mm -hmm. no activity and then finally it went off for probably we were we're we're at minute and a half to five minutes now somewhere in there probably about three minutes it went off steady wow yeah so it's it's that was what 15 seconds uh-huh. well it goes off for it has a time once it goes yeah. off oh, okay. it goes off okay. for so long oh, yeah. i need to know yeah. okay yeah and then it'll shut back off until and as far as the flashlights we do not have remote controls people think we have rem- we don't have remote controls on the flashlights <laughs> well the witnesses here just saw me probably 10 pounds of pressure bang on this bar top and it didn't do a thing right and as we're sitting here talking it just went off yeah and, uh, so you're in its spot ruben you're in yeah <laughs> Little little Ruby, little you're Ruby, in you're trouble. I'm in trouble, guys. guys are so I tell out. you what, what I've decided, I'm looking at here. We're at about 50 minutes. We're gonna make this into two podcasts. Yeah. Woohoo! So next week when we're on, we're recording it tonight though. <laughs> next week we're gonna have the your medium. Yes. And then we're gonna talk about some of the stuff we found here. And <gasps> again, again, as soon as goes again, as soon as we talk about that, the darn cat ball goes off. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting stuff, and, and I'm telling you, if you'd like to mo- know more about it, check out Get Spooky. Uh, they've got their own uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, pages, uh, and I'll have that at the end here when we do a little recap so you can go to those. But for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Stephanie Guts. All right, we're here with Gage Pace from Top Sale Hemp. Gage, what do you got for us today? Right now we got some CBD oil, 500 milligram CBD oil. We have mint and natural flavor, and that is a tincture that goes under your tongue and use it any day you want, anytime you want. I've got bath bombs, CBD bath bombs, or I believe 100 milligrams of CBD in those, and those are really good for when you want to relax. You go to take a bath, set, drop that in there, and it bubbles up and releases the CBD along with other things. I think it smells lavender. So it's got a whole bundle of different stuff inside of it that can be used for relaxation. Um, I have smokable pre-rolls with the wife strain and it was grown here in Indiana organically. Those pre-rolls are really great for before as well, before you go to bed. It helps with relaxation. It's also known to help with muscle and pain. 
stiffness, and just overall relaxation of the body and well-being. Awesome. So all of your products you, you have are below the 0.3% THC. So they're all legal? Yes, sir. All of them are legal. Good deal. All good to go. Once again, it's Gage Pace with Top Sale Hemp. You can check his website out at topsalehemp.com. He's a local boy right here from Indiana. Oh, that's right. Another proud sponsor of Cross the Line 1524 it's Top Sale Hemp. Go visit him on the web at topsalehemp.com. That's right, Top Sale Hemp. I tell you what, uh, he's got a booming business going on. Great young man. I tell you what, I hope you've enjoyed our podcast with the Get Spooky Society. This is part one of maybe three. Uh, uh, I know we've got two in a can here, but uh, I think we're, we may do another one after the reveal. Um, a lot of information. You know, maybe you believe in spirits, maybe you don't. Uh, there's always some unexplained stuff. So uh, I hope it's opened your eyes a little bit. If not, uh, just have another cocktail and listen to us next week. So a couple quick things. Uh, once again, um, if you like our podcast, please give us a, uh, a positive comment, five-star rating. And if you want to get to know the Get Spooky Society a little bit more, just type in your browser, the Get Spooky Society. Uh, it will pop up not only their Facebook, but their Twitter, Instagram, their YouTube pages, all their uh, uh, paranormal investigations they post on YouTube, and you'll be able to see those there. And uh, check them out. We'd also like to remind everybody that on October 24th, we will be on the road recording uh, at Crazy Dogs in Brookville, Indiana. So if you get a chance, if you're from Indiana or or maybe uh, southwest Ohio area, want to come over, we'll be at Crazy Dogs starting at 7 o'clock. Weather permitting on the outside patio, we'll have some special guests, some special giveaways, some merchandise, and it's going to be a great time. Then also this coming weekend, October 17th, the Get Spooky Society will be having a uh, ghost hunt paranormal investigation at the Laurel Masonic Lodge. Uh, so if you're in the area, Laurel, Indiana, um, they did, uh, if you go to their YouTube page, they've been there before, found some things. So they're doing an open paranormal investigation on the 17th. Mark your calendars. be a great time. I believe a couple of us are actually going to head out there. Uh, it's, it's been interesting to say the least. So also, if you go to their YouTube page, uh, after listening to the podcast here, they have part one of the review of the things they did at uh, Old House attached to the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Some interesting stuff. For Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 